Hello. This is the Tournament Podcast. I'm Trent Dozier. She's Nia D'Amelio. And we have two very esteemed, highly regarded, the most special of special guests you could potentially have. It is Mr. and President D'Amelio. <laughs> Hello, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> My parents are visiting Burbank this weekend. And uh, we needed a Friday episode, and I thought, what better bonus than to give the world uh, the gift of my parents on the podcast? Yeah, of course, we are in the middle of a 64-seed tournament, which Chicago thing is the best Chicago thing. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, we have episodes every Monday and Friday, but during a 64-seeder, we got to have voting all week. So this is one of those special Friday bonus episodes a conversation yes. with the prez yep and the dad my mom's a college president which i think i've probably said before but that's why we call her the prez the prez madam she, president because she is one yes but i've never gotten to be on a tournament podcast oh. so. <laughs> but this is your second podcast that you've done i was on a podcast that um, was done by one of our students oh, okay yes. <laughs> would you like g mercy you to be a sponsor on this episode <laughs> of course We'll do that. Where do you work, D? At Gwynedd Mercy University <laughs> in Gwynedd Valley, Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia. And Dad, where do you work? I work at uh, Carnegie Mellon University oh. in Pittsburgh. Wow. Which which has a satellite location in San Jose, California. Right. In case you are living in, in the, the Bay, Bay Area yeah. and you want to go to CMU. Uh-huh. Um, and you have a location in Cutter. Yes. Yes. There's a campus in Cutter. Don't wow. Know. Incredible. That is incredible. Very cool. Okay, well, that's you guys, and you're my parents, um, and you're here. Yeah. I don't we, know any more biographical and, information. And my first trip to California. Yes. Oh, yes, and yes. yours too, Dad. Second. I was here once when I was younger. Oh, okay. But. First time seeing the Pacific Ocean for. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, first time we saw the Pacific Ocean. For both Ocean. of them, yes. yes. But yesterday. Oh, yes. Was everybody here, except for me, first trip to Disneyland. Yes, we all went to Disneyland. Yes. Oh, Dee's clapping. Uh, we call her Dee. Her name is Deanne. Um, her name is Madam name President. Is Matt. Her name is Madam President to all of you, or actually to a large portion of our listeners, uh, probably Aunt Deanne. Uh, yeah, probably true. she is known as Aunt yeah. Deanne to a large portion of our listeners. Uh, but yeah, we went to Disneyland. What was your favorite thing that we did at Disneyland? Uh, Rise of the Resistance. Oh my God. I actually agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, if I'm not going to pick Rise or there's this, I, I, I like the uh, I like the storybook canal ride. Yo, that I also nice. like the storybook canal ride. I like the classics. I was gunning to go on Pinocchio's Daring Adventure and the Alice in Wonderland ride. In between the two of them, I think I liked the Alice one more. But I think my favorite thing was also probably Rise of the Resistance. It's yeah. incredible. It was incredible. I uh, a revolution in in rides. Also heavily features Donald Gleason. So. Yeah. It was I yeah, I don't want to if you, if you you got to just go on it. It was yeah, like It's worth it. Unlike anything I've ever been on before. We'll be talking about Rise of the Resistance in a later tournament. Mm, yes. And yes. That's all. Well, I'm going to say we'll be doing later tournaments, of course, and currently we are in the Best of Chicago tournament. Please keep voting. Thank you for voting. We need more votes always. Always. Uh, but what we thought might be interesting today is to do a little uh, uh, postmortem on uh, the tournaments of the past with the D'Amelios here. Yeah. Kind of uh, go through some uh, 
the past results because as you've probably heard on episodes before we've mentioned passing thoughts from both Matt and Dee yes. previously about tournaments. Famously, my family is very engaged with the podcast, but only rarely listens to the podcast. <laughs> so I know all of their opinions. Uh, well, they have a direct line to the creators. And I thought that maybe they should yell at you all for a, for a change instead of me <laughs> about things that have happened in each tournament. So I'm putting them on blast. No yelling, just strongly held opinions. Well, that's the beauty of the tournament. We all have strongly held opinions, whether we knew we did or we didn't. And uh, True. It, this is just a, a method for um, all of it to come out. Um, okay, let's start with, uh, we'll start with an easy one, ease ourselves into it. The first one was best streaming service, right? I don't know that there's a lot of opinions here. D loves Hallmark Channel. That's about uh, it. This is on cable. cable. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Matt, but what's your, Dad, you, do you do streaming. streaming. Yeah, um, well, the majority of my streaming is the NHL Network. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that... Um, go Pens! That's Let's it. go Pens. After that, uh, pretty much I think I've spent a lot of time on Disney Plus because of Mandalorian, then Bad Batch, Loki. Um, Number the, one uh, seed, Disney Plus. The mm-hmm. Capital... Um, uh, no, what, uh, the American, uh, Captain America. Oh, America. Captain America. Yeah, yeah The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, whatever that one was. And, uh, so, yeah. So, well, you probably don't, Disney Plus at this point. You don't watch a ton of Netflix, right? No, I do. I've, I've gone through, uh, with Netflix, I usually go through series. Like, mm. the last one I watched on Netflix was a bad Western series called Longmire. Oh, okay, <laughs> yes, but Longmire, I believe... By the end of its run was a Netflix show, but was it originally not? Yeah, started on, uh, yeah. I think, USA or one yeah, of those. something like that. And then that. got moved to Netflix and uh, finished there. It was very interesting. Uh, you know, ended sort of the way you could predict in the first season. But but uh, there were some crazy people there. You know, it was based in Wyoming and I think filmed in uh, New Mexico. Mm. Mm. Long, Longmire started on A&E. It became the, quote, highest rated original drama series ever on A&E at its time there, but it got canceled and then re-picked up by Netflix. I only ask the clarifying question because, you know, a lot of people don't watch Netflix for the Netflix originals. People are watching yeah, it for, for Longmire content. or The Office before The Office moved to Peacock, oh stuff my like God. that. So all that is to say, this podcast remains a Disney Plus podcast. <laughs> well, there's a lot on Disney Plus. Uh, okay, next, we had the best decade in music which there's a bigger conversation, I think. Oh, this. Yes. Well, I actually don't think so because then it, we all agree that the 1970s was the best, and the 1970s won. D is shaking. Oh, her oh right. Head. D, no. D's 1960s, right? Yeah, I would have picked. I would pick the 60s as the best. D, what's who's your? If you had to pick a 60s band or artist to say who your favorite was, mm. who would you pick? The Beatles. Wow. And why is that? Because they're the best. Well, yeah, and what's interesting about the Beatles is because I was pretty young when they were popular first, when Mm -hmm. they first came to Mm -hmm. the United States. I was, you know, a toddler, so I really wasn't into the Beatles when I was growing up. My parents didn't listen to them either, but I have to credit uh, my daughter here for getting me interested. Co-host Nia (laughs) D'Amelio. For getting me into the Beatles when around, she was around 13 years old, and started listening to them and we were always in the car a lot of times going to either school or to 
an activity. A rehearsal. A rehearsal. <laughs> yes, a rehearsal usually. And so we would listen to the Beatles, and she is very knowledgeable about the Beatles. And she so is. I learned about them, and I listened to all their music, and I became a fan. Now she's a fan. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, if you listen to our best Beatle episode, then you know Nia knows. She a lot does. about the Beatles. An encyclopedic knowledge yeah. of the Beatles. It was an hour conversation back and forth between me and Chase. About four people. Yeah. Unbelievable. I moderated. <laughs> uh, so, since since we're talking about the Beatles, I think we can jump ahead yeah. to the best Beatle tournament. Yeah, because I... You know, Dee doesn't think that all the votes for George Harrison were real for some reason. <laughs> I would say. Mm-hmm. But I think... You guys can tell us that you sincerely voted for George Harrison, not as a troll, because you like him. But you don't think that. I, I, I thought that they're not real. I just think people always felt that he was not given the credit. Pity mm. votes. Yeah, that do. And so, and, you know, and he's gone. And so I think people felt like, you know, he should, you know, he should get more votes. But I, I was surprised that. That George Harrison <laughs> beat John Lennon? Yes, definitely surprised at mm. that. Not my opinion. My <laughs> opinion was that the George Harrison votes were a direct affront to Yoko Ono. Oh, yes. 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 That's they were anti-Yoko. Anti-Yoko. And therefore they voted for George because they couldn't bring themselves to vote for John. I just don't think I... Query as to whether or not you shuffle the seating and yes. run it again. What might happen? What might happen? What would your shuffling seating look like? I would run. Uh, I'd run George against Ringo. And then it would be. I think we would still would have ended up with Paul versus. Well, Ringo would George. lose to any of them, right? So then it's just a matter of who's Paul gonna be. And he beat George. Well, then shuffle it and put Ringo against beat John. John. I mean, oh, the, and then get out Paul and George. Yeah. The better the question round. is why more people didn't vote for John. Mm. Again, I think that the. Lack of votes for John was a direct correlation to how people feel about John Lennon right now in this moment. Mm. I think he's getting a lot of flack because he wasn't the best guy. And I think that that is sort of where we're at with Mm -hmm. a lot of celebrities and stuff. So I was a purist and thought about it in terms of best beetle, mm-hmm. right? And so... <laughs> what does best mean to <laughs> so you? you're That's what it wrong means to me. and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't... I mean, they wrote so many songs together. Yeah. yeah. Or separately even that I just... Yeah. Yeah, I John I did think... write two more songs than Paul did. Yeah. yeah, I do think in the argument of best beetle when you're looking at it as Numbers. their time with the Beatles, right. the argument has to be Paul versus John, because they wrote the most songs. Yeah. And like I said, the band would not exist if not for John Lennon. It was his band. Correct. As he'd like to point out. But like, (laughs) couldn't you make the same argument that like they would still be uh, an afterthought had they not finally added Ringo as the drummer? Yes. I think you absolutely could. Ringo was the puzzle piece. Yeah. I would agree. So is Ringo the most important, the best Beatle after all? Peace and love. Lightning in a bottle, those four. I don't know. (laughs) Happy birthday, Ringo. I hope your birthday was a great day. (gasps) Happy birthday, Ringo. Peace and love, Ringo. Uh, We love you, Ringo. Okay, as we know, Matt name-checked Star Wars Bad Batch and uh, The Mandalorian (laughs) in his Disney Plus plug. 
So that brings us back to the best Star Wars movie slash TV series, which, of course, uh, was won by Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. You guys have seen well, Matt. Wow, I would mom just seen all my of mom just rolled her eyes. You saw, you've seen all nine, right, Dee? I believe I have yes. the movies. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so diplomatic. Her voice sounds so diplomatic, and then her face is really like. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I saw. I know I have seen all nine of the main movies. Yeah. You've definitely seen yes. all of them. Yes. Yeah. Do I remember them all? Not all of them. But... I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about the Last Jedi? being the victorious one uh i you know it's always uh, empire strikes back every day and twice on sunday yeah. yeah i was surprised that empire didn't win empire made it to the finals of course as predicted and i think the more shocking thing was that it wasn't super close the voting well i mean episode eight is sort of empire strikes back too mm-hmm. um so that's where i would put it you know, I, I, I just, you know, I thought the last three were really good, um, better than the prequel. I thought the prequels were weak. <laughs> Certainly. A hot take. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but, you know, there was some, you know, there was some really good content. I thought Rogue One was a great movie. Totally agree. You know, I love Rogue One. I think that that's, you know, certainly in the top. But, but yeah, I, I don't know how you beat empire strikes back i mean i don't know how that that's that just that movie puts it all like lays out the entire you know plot line of the of the show yeah so the next 40 years of content that we've gotten right is all because of yeah did you now did you see empire in the theater i saw them all in the theater the two things that strike me the most was um after i saw star wars in the theater i thought the ending scene in star wars where they uh, the medal ceremony? No, mm-hmm. not that medal ceremony. Oh, yes, I don't know. Ceremony. That's the no, last no. scene. That is the last scene. Okay, the almost ending. Opinions. Almost <laughs> ending. The real, the real action ending scene when they're in the uh, the peak. When oh, when Luke. When, yeah, when he goes when down he, the. When, drops when the, the Death Star. Yeah, yeah, blowing up the Death Star. Mm-hmm. I thought when I when I saw that in 1977, I thought, wow, that would be really cool because like he's. You know, flying a spaceship, which was big for my age group, right? Because I grew up with the space program. Mm-hmm. So he's flying a spaceship, you know, attacking this stuff. There's so it was like I think that resonated a lot. I bet there's a lot of people my age, a lot of guys my age who are like, "Wow, this is really amazing." And I remember the only time I remember when we went to Disney World the first time and wrote uh, Star, Star Tours, Tours, and that was part of the Star Tours ride, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden you're doing that mm-hmm. run. I was like, "Oh, this is the greatest." And uh, so I think that, that that was really Star Wars, having seen them all. I saw them all in the movies twice, mm. because then when they re- got re-released, oh. I saw them again with Michael. Oh. And so we went again. That's my brother. Brother yeah. Michael. Brother Michael, yes. Yeah, so I saw them again. So, you know, and they're good. Mom and I have gone to, like, we went to see, uh, what was it? Well, pre, way pre-pandemic, but we went to see the uh, Jaws in the theater, oh. which we had both seen. And... and which it's, I saw originally in 1975. Yeah, in the so it's really it's <laughs> stopped going in the ocean. After yeah, that. I mean, I, I thought that that whole concept of re-releasing those movies in the theater again to like yeah. to go see them because there's only so many times like you've seen Jaws a hundred times. Yeah. On, on, but if you go see it in the theater again, I totally agree. Can I just tell a story about Star Tours really quickly? Yes. Also, I will say, we didn't Star Tours. We didn't. It didn't make the cut. 
yesterday when we were at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, when we went to Disneyland. Listen, we went we oh, went okay. on Rise of the Resistance and we went on um, Smugglers, Smugglers Run, and those are both uh, Star you Wars know, based in Star Wars Land at Disneyland, and those are both. No more modern technologies and a little bit better rides of Star Tours. We've all been riding Star Tours for the last, you know, 30 years. So. Right. I have seen the Imagineering story on Disney, Play, Disney Plus twice. Mm-hmm. I think both my parents have seen it once. Trent has caught it when I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that um, I talk about Michael Eisner on the podcast a lot because he went to my alma mater. Denison University. Denison University. And the reason that go Star Big Red. Go Big Red. The reason that Star Tours exists is because Michael Eisner. Do you remember this story from Imagineering Story? Not yet. They were trying to figure <laughs> out. They were trying to figure out how to make Disneyland hip for oh, like teens. Yeah. Yep. And so they added the nightclub for teens. Wow. And then also Michael Eisner went to his son Breck and said, "What would be cool? What would you want to do?" And his son Breck said, I want to ride in an X-Wing. Mm. I want to be on one of the spaceships in Star Wars. Go Breck. And they became, that became Star Tours. Wow. So thank you, Breck Eisner. Yeah, good here's, thinking. Here's a question. Is Breck short for anything? I'm so scared to know. I'm so scared immediately my head was like, what if it's Breckenridge? Hey guys, it's Nia in the post-production booth here to tell you that Breck does stand for Breckenridge. But I think it's just Breck. Like, I was thinking Brecken. Brecken? You know Brecken Meyer, the actor? Nah. Okay. Maybe it is Brecken. I don't just, know. Just a short note. Remember that um, uh, Star Tours mm-hmm. was the, op- not opposite, but co-ride at Disney with Body Wars. Oh, yeah. Body with- Wars at Epcot. Right was a it's the same like you know it's like a screen and you move around like Simulator. in a thing but you're going through the human body right Ugh. so both the, both those <laughs> both those rides are flight simulators mm. yeah, yeah, yeah so the technology that they picked up was they took flight simulators so they went to the companies that built flight simulators for like the f-15s and those companies mm. and they built those out and one of the things that used to happen was we would ride Star Tours, no problem. Yeah. You know, I could eat a full meal before I got on Star Tours. I'd get off, no issues. Go to Body Wars, and I'd get off, and I'd be like, oh, I don't know. This is like doing, like, the happy-go-pukey. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, so at the time, I represented a uh, – I had a client who worked in the flight simulator industry mm. who told me that I had uh, sim sickness because the Body Wars – the movement in Body Wars – did not match the the run of the of the of the film of the movie basically <gasps> by like oh, by like like a, like a like, hair like a hair and therefore Interesting. I was picking up the fact that we were moving but not moving or vice versa and that was it and he said to me he goes don't go on body War. he goes it doesn't happen on Star Tours and I said no it never does and he goes yeah it's sim sickness he goes that's a real issue in the flight simulator business to get them to be synced correctly wow or else that's how you end up that like, explains you know. why body wars is no more yes yeah. look what stood the test of time <laughs> yes i don't think there's a one-to-one comparison but i would say the body wars of disneyland at least adjacent was probably um honey we shrunk ourselves the ride or the experience or whatever it was called mm. honey we shrunk the audience yeah honey we shrunk the audience oh, there's an idea you guys could do great disney rides which no longer exist 
Horizons would win. That's Flight. Dream flight. Great movie ride. Dream flight. Great movie ride. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just kidding. The great movie ride. Okay, up next was the best fast food tournament. 20, best weeks. fast food restaurant tournament, which was won by Wendy's, which... I had no problem with. Yeah. Uh, Wendy's is my go-to... Uh, I know. Wendy's is my go-to place. Okay, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a cold <laughs> oh patty at Wendy's? God. <laughs> Never had a cold patty at Wendy's. It was it's a interesting. Experience. And I've had, you know, and I and I remember that in 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 the uh, in your in your in your telling of the tale, Trent. I remember the cold patty stories, and mm-hmm. I was thinking <laughs> stories, stories. Yes, that's multiple stories. states. Multiple I've gotten states. a cold patty have, at Wendy's, and, and I gotta admit, I have eaten Wendy's in multiple states, um, and uh, never had a bad meal at Wendy's. I'm the outlier. I understand. Sorry, Trent. I understand. Mom, what do you think? You know, I don't I think eat... mom's a little anti Wendy. I don't eat a lot of fast food, so mm. I'm not a good judge. But I have to say, I was surprised that Subway didn't do better because I do eat Subway occasionally. Oh, D. Uh, Insane. Yeah. I know. But, Take. But to me, here's why because I don't really think of it as fast food because I, that's why I go there because I can get like a turkey sandwich. Sure. You know, and. <laughs> Not like burger and fries. Yeah. Do you ever eat at Jimmy John's? Um, I, I know that I know that your son, yeah, my brother, was upset that Jimmy John's didn't make it further. I have now. had Jimmy John's again when we've had like people have gone out and gotten stuff for a big group of people at the office. Yeah, it's, these are places I wouldn't go just in the president's to get, office. Yeah, well, or or even when I worked previously when I wasn't in the provost office. when I was provost. Yeah, <laughs> but you know if I was. Like, to me, fast food is like a fry contest, so if I was doing it... Okay, that's not bad. If it was a fry thing for me, it's McDonald's. 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 It's not even a contest. It's got a great fry. It's got a great fry. I know, D. Not even a contest. I know the fry she likes. Yeah. Again, and I think that the fries at Wendy's uh, are usually warm. Ninety uh, percent of the I time, agree. Never I agree. Never had a cold that. fry at Wendy's. I agree with but... that. I don't like the fries at Wendy's. I, I'm good with the fries at Wendy's. I'm I also just... good with the fries. I'm at actually, Wendy's. mom. I'm surprised that you don't like the fries at Wendy's because they kind of remind me of the potato patch fries. They're they are thicker it's like that, but yeah, but I don't know. McDonald's, it's just a you know unique, iconic, yeah, old classic. The potato patch, I think I like so much is because it's you know smothered in cheese. Sure. Mm. The potato patch is a. Uh, I guess you'd call it restaurant. Let's say food stand. Food stand at Kennywood Park in Pittsburgh, West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. Um, man. Natalie Kindler, should we do a Kennywood episode? Text me. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty niche. That would be a niche. <laughs> but you can get on the, on the Kennywood fries, you can get them with cheese. You can get them bacon. with cheese and bacon. You can get them with gravy. Right. Mm. Oh. It's one step away from poutine, mm. but it it's Pittsburgh, so it's not really the poutine capital of the world. <laughs> There's no cheese curds on it. There's but. no cheese curds. But you could bring your own cheese curds to the park and put them on there. BYOCC. I mean, you could. Yeah, bring your own cheese curds. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, the next tournament was the best SNL cast member, Okay. which of course was won by Will Ferrell in a final that featured Will and Bill. Bill Hader. Now, I am eager to hear about... I know your thoughts on this, obviously, but I'm here to tell everybody listening that neither of my parents are big fans of Will Ferrell. So I'm interested to hear, one, what you guys both think of Will Ferrell individually, and two, who you would have liked to see go far in the SNL bracket. Hmm. Wow. Well, it's gener- for me, it's generational. 
So I yeah. can't, you know, Will Farrell is, a, he's a one trick pony as far as I'm concerned. <gasps> but he's good at that trick. <laughs> yeah, I know. But like after a while, I, I know, but yeah, after a while, it's just like, you know, okay, fine. It's like, all right, why would I, why would I want to sit and watch the same thing again? Because it's going to be the same. So it doesn't, it's lost its humor for me. Mm. Um, for me, it's generational. It's, it's, uh, it's the first, the first cast you know the, the 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 originals i mean belushi belushi Aykroyd. yeah i mean i you know i thought bill murray was great mm-hmm. on, on there so you know i think garrett morris was underrated agreed, uh, agreed. i think agreed. i said on the podcast that you really liked garrett yeah I, I think garrett you know the chico escuela uh character is perhaps the greatest uh, <laughs> saturday night live character that there was now that's a take <laughs> there you go folks so that's where i'm at mom so on Will Ferrell, um, I would say two things. I really loved him in The Producers. Oh, I mean, so I do think he's yeah, talented. He's Franz Liebkin. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think he producer. has talent. There's no question. But he definitely leans for me, you know, a little too silly rather than witty or Can't smart. Can't deny that. You know, Can't deny so that. that's why I wouldn't. He certainly wouldn't be the winner for me. I think he's a talented guy, and I see that he should be in there. But I wouldn't put him near the top of that of that cast group. Um, in terms of who should win, I certainly agree with what Dad said, that it's absolutely generational. And honestly, also because I used to watch SNL more when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I know those people more. But, you know, one of the biggest sort of upsets for me in the, the tournament was Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, we're big Bobby Moynihan people. Yeah, I forget who he was against, but I was like... Keenan. Yes, because yes. I think Keenan is also really talented. And I would put him, you know, and I kept voting for Keenan as he, you know, the ones that... Made it to the final four. What a Cinderella story for Keenan. Yeah. But so I don't know who I would pick as an ultimate winner, but I I agree that I lean more towards, you know, like even Gilda Radner, Tina Fey. I mean, you know, the women were underrated for sure. Definitely. A take. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Who, when when it comes to Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, are you more Tina than Amy? I would go, yeah, I would go more Tina than Amy. Nia is an Amy over Tina. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, Kate McKinnon. She's... Oh, yes. yes. Kate, yeah. one of the best. She is. Yeah. Uh, okay. In the middle of the SNL tourney, we had our first ever mini tourney, which was Shrek 1 versus Shrek 2. Is there an opinion amongst the two of you which one is better between Shrek 1 and Shrek 2? Because Nia and I both strongly feel... That one is better than the other. Shrek one is better. Thank you. That's a point for me. So I did not have a strong opinion about this because I was—I always get confused about which story was in which movie. I know I've seen them both. Mm-hmm. In Shrek one, Fiona is a human. In Shrek two, Shrek they is are a both human. humans. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with—I um, would pick Shrek one. Let's move on. Ooh, that's, a tough, that's a tough loss. <laughs> tough loss for Nia there. Shrek 1 just continuing to prove over and over again that it is the better movie than Shrek 2. But Shrek 2 got some votes. It did get some votes, but it didn't get enough votes to be deemed better. Well, let me be the first to say that I think Frozen 1 and 2 are equally as good. So. Mm. Okay, yes. People didn't like Frozen 2. That should be a mini-tourney that we have, Frozen versus Frozen uh, 2, because I really like Frozen 2 a lot. Yeah, yeah. me too. Okay. Um... Okay, well, we'll talk about well, that we later. Well, we all, the four of us saw Frozen 2 together, together. in right. theaters. That's right, we did. That was the first time we saw it. That Back might have been the day. I think that was the last time I might have been in I was just about to say that might have been the last <laughs> yeah. movie. Yes. Uh, okay. Wow, you're right. That would, that would have been. 
Yeah. It was Thanksgiving before. Pandemic. Sub-19. The march of our lives. Yes. Yeah, right. so it, it, it was 1919, back when <laughs> pre-pandemic. <Spanish> flu <laughs> right. was just coming out of Kansas. Uh, right. Okay, so the next tournament was which I think you should leave sketch is the best. I think you should leave sketch. And I know the two of you don't watch I think you should leave. Plus, the tournament after that was the one that we wanted to talk about anyway. Uh, the best pasta shape tournament. Uh. Oh, it's travesty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't know what anybody was thinking. Understood it later on. It's quasi explained to me by my niece. But uh, I don't know how you don't get past Springs. Springs is the ultimate pasta. There is no better pasta than Springs. What is That's it? Springs Fusilli. is Fusilli. Yes. Yeah. Fusilli was eliminated in the first round, losing to Tortellini. Yeah, big mistake. Big mistake. People just don't. They, they just. <laughs> There is no better pasta than Springs. Why don't you explain to the people why you think that Springs uh, you is know, the best pasta? Look, there are a number of, first of all, you, just think of all the things that Springs holds well. Mm-hmm. You put it in butter, mm-hmm. holds mm-hmm. the butter. You put it in oil, holds mm-hmm. the oil. You put it in uh, marinara, holds the marinara. Mm-hmm. You put it in any kind of meat sauce, holds that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the cheese. ultimate utility pasta mm-hmm. you know fettuccine goes on there fine there's nothing that springs can't do mm. you can stick it in macaroni salad mm-hmm. you can you can do just about anything with springs can't yes. do that with tortellini mm, that's true you know tortellini the cheese interferes so at some point in time the cheese is going to interfere so you can't have the the stuffed pasta is always going to have interference. Mm-hmm. So the, even though I think ravioli was a finalist, right? It Correct. Was. Ravioli yeah, okay. was the finalist. Ra- ravioli was a finalist. I think I voted for it at that point because I'd given up all hope um, <laughs> since Springs had been eliminated. But again, I, it, it, that's the thing. It, you got to get a pasta that's going to hold whatever it is because the pasta in and of itself is not what you're looking to eat. You're looking to the pasta to carry the day of the sauce. I agree. And therefore, springs in a very small space, Mm -hmm. because it springs and has lots of surface, carries the most sauce. And there you have it. Okay. A compelling case. A compelling case. (laughs) I would would push back, though, on on the stuffed pasta argument, though. Because can't you just... Stab it in with your fork, you know, and then use that to kind of soak up, drag it around the plate, soaking up the loose sauce. But there are certain things like, like, you know, I I, can't make mac and cheese with it, though. True. Yeah, and you can't, like, you know, you know, any kind of uh, pasta in oil is not going to go well with this stuffed pasta. Mm. So you eliminate, you eliminate immediately this whole group of pasta. Uh, there a were, whole group of sauces. Well, I mean, we even got we even got an argument that stuffed pasta wasn't a pasta shape. Yeah, some people... Tortellini, ravioli, these aren't real pasta some shapes. Some people uh, said that to us. Well, yeah, it's a different category. I get that. Mom? So, I mean, the fusilli is okay. I wouldn't... I don't pick it as my favorite either. And two of my favorites were eliminated. Not even on the bracket, right? Well, there was one not on the bracket. That's bucatini. Bucatini. It's not even in there. But I love spaghetti, which I like thick spaghetti, which is almost like bucatini. Yeah, and yeah I like bucatini is spaghetti with a, with a with hole, hole in it. Yeah, yeah, hollowed out. And then I love rigatoni, of course. Yes. Oh, I'm right there with you. I thought rigatoni was going to go far, especially after rigatoni took out spaghetti in the opening round. Yeah, those it. were my two favorites that were against each other. Well, wasn't the there a big, uh, wasn't there a big uh, hubbubaloo about uh, cava cava body cava cava body cava body not making cavatelli cavatelli? Yeah, we love cavatelli. 
Um, and you can get cavatelli as a true pasta, or you can get it as made with ricotta, mm. um, which is popular in some Italian restaurants. So, yeah, I do love that. You can get it in, you know, what they call in New York the macaroni store. Mm. Yes. So, yeah, there were some notable uh, omissions, omissions in, the, in the bracket. We've heard. Yeah. But... In conclusion, we would all agree that bow tie pasta is not the best pasta shape, right? I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, yes. but yeah, not there. But I understood it. I mean, again, like you know, uh, as Carrie said, when when we Carrie, were just my cousin, attorney yes. one, one of my many cousins. Yes. Right. When she was explaining it to me, you know, she looked at me and said, basically, Uncle Matt, it's it's butterfly pasta. How do you not like something with butterfly pasta? Mm-hmm. And since she has small children, I was like, okay, I can understand those people who have small children voting for butterfly pasta and her children do vote they do vote. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> thomas a, and mark do vote. depending on the tournament yes. it's versatile. <laughs> it is versatile oh, right yeah. so you know well uh, you know so i understand but it's no springs it's not going to be cavatelli would be a close second but the problem with cavatelli is that you know, it's it's hard to get a good cavatelli that's not fresh and homemade. Mm. Yeah, you like most cavatelli that I've ever seen in a store is refrigerated. Right. Like you can't get it in the box. Right. right. That's, yeah, you get it at the macaroni store. Yeah, that's the frozen cavatelli is better. I think that yeah. the cavatelli that's that's pasta and not made from cheese is better. There but. you have it. How 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 did we feel about the exclusion of gnocchi from the list? Mm. Gnocchi's not a pasta. Okay. I agree with that. It's a dumpling. I agree. It's not. It's a potato. It's a dumpling. It's different. But you can make it out of pasta dough. Mm. But it's, again, it is often not made that way. They used to make in 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 the D'Amelio family. They would take a ball of pasta like that, stick your pinky in it, and it makes a little like indentation. And they used to call it hats. Hats. (laughs) Pretty sure that was it. Is Antoine would have to confirm that. in on that. Yeah, she'd have to confirm that, but we that's my a, recollection. We need a ruling. Antoine, she's an attorney at Pod. Antoine, give us your wisdom and I'll play. Antoine has her own theme music, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, the next tournament was which month is the best month, mm. which was, who won that, October? Yeah. Oh my god, D. I, I cannot dispute. Cannot the, dispute. The October win, I like October for sure. More so. than November? Well, I know you can say yes. I, I, I like. I would. I didn't want December to beat November. I thought October should win. Or I'm sorry, September. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that September beat November, but mm-hmm. I was very more than fine with October. Yeah, October and November are really close. But yeah, I think October in the end was up against June. June. Oh yeah. yeah, I would pick fall over. Nothing. Nothing good in June. <laughs> Nothing comes out in June that's good. No. Um, Busting out all No, no, I think, I think, I, I like, the, Mom and I both like the fall months. We both like October. We both like November. We, the, the key for us is that October is just, I think we, you could do so much in October. Again, it's a yeah. very versatile month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the weather's nice enough. You can still play golf. You can still go outside. You know, it hasn't started to, you don't really get a frost in the morning. So October is, you know, you still get in those days where it's, you know, coat in the morning, you know, shirt sleeves in the afternoon. Once mm. you hit November, you're sort of out of it. September has turned into August. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> over the course of my lifetime, September is just too hot. Agreed. And, um, and November is great because it's the holidays. But I think it's, it's the thing is the November, December holiday season 
is is basically what what drives the votes on that month, mm-hmm. not necessarily the month. Yes, mm-hmm. and I agree. I think I, I think that the yeah, I think that that's why. And June is nice, but June's like June is when my dad's birthday is. Yeah, but June June creates impatience, right? So basically, what happens is is you know you get a little taste in April that summer's coming. Then May seems to be, okay, it's getting better. And then June is like, well, yeah, okay, maybe 50 is okay today. And then the next day it's like 95. And you're like, look, can we just get the summer? Yeah. Because, like, I'm tired of it. I want to get into the – I want the sun. Not in California. Not in yeah, California right. but, this is Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. but in, in, the, in the eastern side of Pennsylvania where we live now, it's, it makes a difference because that's what it is. So I think that that's the problem with June. June creates impatience. Whereas October, you know what you're getting. Yeah, you know, you know you're going to get a nice front end of October. You're going to get a little bit of rain during October. You're going to have those days, but it's okay. You're going to have the leaves are going to change. Everything's going to look great. And then towards the end of October, first of November, some rotten storm is going to come through, <laughs> wipe out all the color of the trees, and you're like, okay, I'm I'm hunkering down for winter. Yes. And the only thing that saves me between now and April is going to be holiday, 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 mm. holiday, Super Bowl. Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's the it. other thing I would say about the fall is, you know, we both are football fans. So go Steelers. Go Steelers, go Steelers yes. And um, so October is like, you know, big sort of re- for the return of football. Also, because I've spent 23 plus years in higher education, you know, there's always just a lot of um, activity in the fall semester, mm. you know. Sports, we go to a lot of sports events, um, you know, all kinds of people are glad to be back, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so, fall semester is much better than spring yeah, semester. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, you know, sort of an optimistic time. So that also adds to the, you know, liking of fall in October. Fair enough. And that brings us to today. Which Pixar movie is the best Pixar movie? Which, I think collectively, we all were pulling for Monsters, Inc. to win, and it did. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No, correct. I I was a vote for Monsters oh, Inc., but it go. was it was a tough call, and I thought that Toy Story would win mm-hmm. the best because Toy Story is a great movie. But when I had to think about which one to vote for, I had to really methodically think about mm-hmm. it, and I thought that Monsters Inc. was just more innovative in the story and in the characters, and so that's why I voted for Monsters Inc. Yes. As this was this was the point D made to us when we were talking about it, and I think it's a great point. Both stories are great. Both stories are um, you know very uh, ingenious. But any child could leave their room and be like, "Ooh, I bet my toys are coming alive when I'm leaving." Before Toy Story came out, I don't think any child or person was thinking of monsters on the scare floor trying to get scares out of kids. To power their to city. power their city. Yeah, just ingenious, very innovative story. Very smart stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I, I voted Monsters Inc. the whole way through. Wow. Let's go. Now, <laughs> I will. I will ask uh, the group because I know what Nia's answer is. Of the four Toy Stories, which Toy Story is your favorite Toy Story? Oh, I don't know the answer to this. First one. First one, OG. Well, I mean, it's, you know, as well. the as idea well. of it. but oh, Or four. I think the one that was, like, the third one was. Yeah. Oh! That was, That's what Nia thinks. Was a killer, yeah. Well, hello there. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Ned Beatty. Yeah. yeah, he's such a, he was such a great actor. Yeah. Well, that's it. 
Lots of hugging bear. That's it, bro. That's that's what the people are saying. That's what the streets have been saying about all these tournaments so far. Yeah, this was a much more tempered conversation than some of our Zoom calls with my brother have been. <laughs> yeah. Well, your parents are much more tempered people than your brother. That's so. true. That's true. That makes sense. Michael will be on a future podcast. So. He will be. He's coming up in... End of September. Coming months, soon to yeah. a podcast near you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. <laughs> Dee, you've got to get your own podcast. <laughs> Moments, should, you moments know what? with the president. Here's a okay. I'm gonna put this on Instagram. Should my mom, as the president of an academic institution, have her own podcast? And should it be like you know, like sort of like a weekly newsletter? Mm. Mm. She's looking at me like, why? <laughs> Please edit this out. <laughs> Any final thoughts on anything discussed or not discussed? Always take. The full house in Yahtzee, regardless of the die. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for yes. a while we didn't know if this conversation was going to be about past tournaments or Yahtzee strategy, and D was pretty firm that there were, there was no Yahtzee strategy, but the three of us completely disagree. Uh, my dad says, always take the full house in Yahtzee, and I agree, you'll never get it again. That's yeah. it. And you yeah. can't roll for a full house, it just happens. Or a straight. Large oh. straight. As I often say, you just got to roll it. The large. Oh, yeah. What did you say before we recorded this about Yahtzee as a game? Oh, best board game ever. There you go. And I'm not going to dispute it. <laughs> We're going to go play right now. The Demilios have converted so, me. To, just think about it. Yahtzee has Yahtzee. everything you want. <laughs> a for those people who believe there's no strategy, it's a non-thinking exercise. Yeah, you just roll the dice. Yeah. B, you get to pick on everybody playing the game and tell them what they what you think they should do. Oh, I wouldn't roll that. Yeah, sabotage. See, there is a strategy, mm-hmm. and D, it has ultimate karma, because when you do pass yes. up the standard things that you should do, like mm-hmm. taking the full house, You'll never you get tend it. you never get it again, and you never get your bonus. Yep, never get the top bonus. And finally, the best part about Yahtzee is it has a beginning and an end. Yep. <laughs> it's a quick game. You can do a quick game yeah. of Yahtzee, 15 minutes. Yeah, you can play, you know, five rounds in an hour if, if the rolls are going right. All right, let's go play Yahtzee. Uh, that's it. And as we always say, may the thing with the most votes win. Thanks for listening to the Tournament Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. A five-star rating or a positive review is helpful and appreciated, too. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at TheTourneyPod. You can email us at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. The Tournament Podcast is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The Tournament Podcast is edited by Nia D'Amelio. The theme music was also composed by Nia D'Amelio. Tune in Monday to find out who or what won the Best Chicago Thing Tournament.